0: This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. With the book In Deep, the FBI, the CIA, and the truth about America's deep state, two-time Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist David Brode investigates whether an American deep state exists. Today, three-quarters of Americans' poll believe that a group of unelected government and military officials are secretly manipulating national policy. To conservatives, the deep state is an ever-growing government bureaucracy, an administrative state, that relentlessly encroaches on the individual rights of Americans. Liberals fear the military-industrial complex, a cobble of generals, defense contractors, who they believe routinely push the country, Into endless wars, Americans increasingly distrust the politicians, lobbyists, and journalists who they believe unilaterally set the country's political agenda. American democracy faces its biggest crisis of legitimacy in a half century. David Rode, two-time recipient of the Pulitzer Prize, is an executive editor of the New Yorker website. An MSNBC contributor and a former New York Times, Reuters, and Christian Science Monitor reporter makes his home in New York City. Happy to have David Rode join me here on Speaking of Writers. Welcome to this program, David.
1: Thanks, Steve. Thank you for having me on.
0: So the first question, is there an American deep state?
1: There is a permanent government. There are millions of uh, about three million civilians who work in the government. Um, presidents change uh, and they don't. They work for the, uh, you know, TSA and airports. They work for the Department of Education uh, and they work for the CIA as, as covert operatives. Um I would say that I think the term like that we use to describe it, you know, the deep state is more charged and conspiratorial. Um, I didn't find a deep state in the sort of conspiratorial way that President Trump alleges. Um, but there is a sort of permanent government um, institutions that, you know, act on their own and, and, and institutions that should obey the orders of presidents. Um, so it's, it's real. It's not as nefarious as the president describes
0: David Rhodes is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. His book is In Deep, the FBI, the CIA, and the truth about America's deep state. What made you decide to write this book?
1: Part of it was the, the poll you cited. Um, you know, it, it, it was sort of striking to me that such a large number of Americans uh, do think unelected officials uh, have too much say in Washington. But it's, it's very different. As, as you describe. sort of liberals fear the military-industrial complex, Um, conservatives talk more about uh, what they call the administrative state, and that's this idea of an ever-growing government that's sort of relentlessly encroaching on people's um, rights and and privacy. Um, And it's interesting, in that same poll, the two groups that were most concerned about government overreach and most likely to believe in a kind of deep state plot um, were NRA members on, on one extreme and then on another, were, were racial minorities, and that was a again, both groups. You could argue, you know, fear of government in terms of um, the NRA taking away their weapons and racial minorities, based you know, on the long history of problematic um, criminal justice um, in this country.
0: David, did skepticism of government experts slow President Trump's response to COVID nineteen?
1: Um, it appears to have done so. Um, there, you know, on a first sense, there was a kind of um, across the administration, not just President Trump, there was a sense among conservatives that um, private organizations were going to be more effective at responding quickly to whatever was needed, you know, whether it was masks or, um, you know, uh, a possible, uh, you know, medical treatment uh, for the virus itself. Um, the president has a tendency to sort of dismiss the views of experts, um that played a role as well in the crucial period of, of February and March. Um, and there's also a belief that, that, you know, the federal government shouldn't do everything. There was a hesitation, again, beyond Trump, but among conservatives that, you know, it's better to delegate to the states and states' rights and, and let them handle it. Um, but the, the fact is, um, you know, Hong Kong and Singapore have a fatality rate of, of less than 1% Uh, The United States has a fatality rate from coronavirus of 6%. So I I think we have to look at at what we did wrong. And uh, just the last thing, looking forward in terms of coronavirus, you know, we're so polarized uh, that we can't sort of believe or trust basic facts. So there was a recent Axios poll of Americans about the current death toll. Did did Americans believe the the government's death toll? Uh, Republicans. Uh, didn't believe it. They thought that the death toll was, was being exaggerated to hurt President Trump. Uh, Democrats thought the death toll is actually higher than what's being reported by the government and, and hiding the extent of what's going on. And so, you know, if we can't agree on basic facts, um, we're not going to be able to help each other through a pandemic.
0: David Rudd, my guest here on Speaking of Writers in Deep is his book, The FBI, the CIA, and the Truth About America's Deep State. You conducted dozens of interviews for this book with CIA operatives, FBI agents, current and former White House officials, members of Congress. What surprised you the most?
1: I think that there are a lot of good public servants out there. Uh, there's bad eggs. There's bad eggs in every profession. And and rather than kind of, you know— and you know, again, you choose the term you want. Uh, if you're like, you know, sort of liberal and you like government, you call them public servants. Uh, if you're conservative and you dislike government, then they're they're pencil pushers and and bureaucrats. Um, I, I find there's people like Doctor Anthony Fauci, you know, who's been so prominent in the response to the coronavirus, who are sort of trying to stay out of the political game, trying to do their level best to present facts. They get stuff wrong. Um, and a, they have loyalties, but it's, I think it's primarily to their institutions. They'll, they'll fight for turf, they'll leak stories, you know, they'll want to get a bigger uh, budget for their organization. But they, you know, there's an array of very strict laws that bar government workers from engaging in politics. Uh, elected politicians are also barred from using government workers to work on their political campaigns. And, and there's more safeguards than, than people realize, Um and there's more reasons I think to be optimistic um, about the intentions of of people who work for government. I'm not asking people to be naive about that, but I, I do think uh, there's many people who you know believe in public service, believe they should be apolitical, and that that helps you know government and society function.
0: This book in deep also exposes the. Dangerous rise in the power of the American presidency since 9 11. How did that happen?
1: So, um, thank you for asking that question. The book is sort of a history, and it starts just after Watergate, and there's kind of a consensus that the presidency's grown too powerful. And there was also um, something called the Church Committee, which did an amazing investigation in 1976 and, and uncovered decades of abuses by the FBI and CIA spying on Americans in this country who were engaged in you know legal and constitutionally protected political activities so congress creates intelligence committees to oversee the CIA there's a new uh, federal court um, that's created to oversee wiretapping and when can the FBI like listen in on Americans uh covert actions um, can now you know this is a change also in the 70s there're written documents where the covert action is described the president signs them and then copies of those documents go to the leaders of both houses in Congress. Um, and that worked very effectively. Post 9-11, there was this big push to allow the president and the CIA and the FBI to do whatever was needed to protect the country. Uh, George W. Bush carries out this you know, nationwide surveillance program without getting the permission of that new federal court. And there's a sense that you know he, he goes too far. And today... You know, what's happened in the sort of Obama and Trump era is that we're so polarized, Congress is deadlocked. So presidents increasingly use executive orders to kind of carry out their agendas. Um, You know, you see it with both Obama and Trump. Uh, And just the, the last new wrinkle is, you know, again, every president gets to Washington and is sort of frustrated with the Washington establishment. They they correctly, you know, feel they have a Democratic mandate. They want to enact the agenda they promised voters uh Ronald Reagan, you know arrived in Washington and thought the State Department was being too soft on communism. Uh, Obama feared the Pentagon was trying to kind of box him into sending more troops to Afghanistan than he wanted, but it's very different with President Trump. He is accusing you know the FBI and the CIA of mounting a coup against him. uh He's called the FBI agents that carried out the trump Russia investigation, you know human scum. There were mistakes in that investigation. Carter Page, a Trump uh, campaign advisor, uh, he was a former campaign advisor at the time, was surveilled for too long uh, by the FBI. That was a mistake that's being investigated. But there, there is no coup. Um, that's an exaggeration.
0: David Rode, the book is In Deep, The FBI, The CIA, and the Truth About America's Deep State. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Steve. And this is Speaking of Writers, and that is Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. We'll be back again next week with another edition. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Richards.